Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello. Telling everybody everything, Valentine's edition. If you would like to be my Valentine, you can watch me on the Ranganation. It's not an ad. I just Ramesh Ranganation. Rangan what? Ramesh Ranganathan. Although Sri Lankan people have reached out to him in the past and said, you're pronouncing your name wrong, it's Ramesh Ranganathan, but you know, that's not my business to get into. His name isn't even Ramesh. If you know his work, then you'll be aware that his name is Jonathan. I'm on his show, on Channel 4, on Valentine's Day, and it's going to be an absolute blast. I'm on there with Mo Gilligan, and it's like, I think, just the best show. It works during lockdown. It doesn't make me feel sad. I feel uplifted. I like peeking into people's homes. And I love all the contributors from the Ranga Nation. Again, not an ad. I don't even think we get paid to be on TV anymore. I think it costs us money at this point. They're charging us to be on TV because they have to come to our house and send in like one guy. Here's how it works right now. We have to schedule a time for one COVID safe, heavily tested officer of electrics to come to the house you have to open the door and then run away vamoose yourself and then he sanitizes things which is offensive because my house is very clean nevertheless he has to go in sanitize everything then he's got a mask on he's got a visor on he's got gloves he comes in with all this pre-sanitized equipment it's like a robot that has a camera and has sort of a screen attached to it and has sound so that you can listen to playback and communicate with the director and the producers, but no actual camera crew is in your house. And then he drops off this robot and sanitizes everything again, and then he leaves. And then when he's really, really gone, you can come out and you can log in, and that's how you begin to record. And I won't lie, things go wrong, Wi-Fi connections all of a sudden break down only when you're trying to communicate with the studio, but we get there. They're professional. They really want to entertain you and keep you happy during lockdown. And the Ranga Nation does that for me. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. In other news, I've just been fighting with people on Twitter again. I don't understand. I've been in a lot of rows and I'm not a combative person. I think I've described to you before that one of my issues with the left, of which I am a member, is that we nitpick each other. You can never be good enough. And I don't think we'll get anywhere by waiting for the perfect person. You know, I have girlfriends like this back home. And be alone if you want to be alone. But some people want to be in a relationship and that's fine and I support them. 
And then nice people will come into their lives and they'll be like, eh, no, but one of his teeth is crooked. Well, no, but did you see that he sort of has a mullet? Mullets are coming back. Business in the front, party in the back, be patient. It goes with his double denim. You know what? You're just going to have to learn how to call a win a win. The other day, this Tory MP, his name is Sir, which of course it is, Sir Charles Walker, he was on Sky News and he was talking about Matt Hancock. Uh, Look, you know I've said it. Any enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine. Sir Charles Walker is not perfect. He kind of votes in favor of rich people keeping things and votes against underprivileged people having more access to welfare, uh, disability benefits, things like that. When I'm looking up an MP, I'm not some fucking idiot. And thanks for treating me like one. People are like, you're out of your depth, Catherine. Am I? Who should really be involved in this? Because I've looked at your Twitter account and you spend hours just tweeting at the chase, which is a game show in the UK if you don't know it. So Charles Walker goes, you know, the way this lockdown has been handled is really bad. Uh, Our Secretary of Health, Matt Hancock, he says a bunch of crazy shit. Um, He said recently that if you get caught lying on your form on the way back from visiting Portugal, for example, that you'll go to jail for 10 years. I saw that headline and I thought, nah, surely he didn't say that because headlines paraphrase for clickbait and shock value. No, no, no. I watched the whole speaker's thing in the House of Commons. That's exactly what he said. He, the poor, poor Matt Hancock. He's just being bullied. You know, they're giving him a script each day. And they're like, well, uh, we need you to walk into Parliament today and deliver all this news. And he's like, please, no. Will you make me MP of business and theater like I was before or whatever he was? All these titles unrelated to his education, by the way. Please. His education. He went to Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah. I would be distancing myself from that alumni. So he's like, okay, all right, I'll say it. And he goes into Parliament and he's like, oh, yeah, well, okay, well, what we want to do now is when people return, we want to put them in a hotel. And we also need them to have a negative test. Um, And furthermore, no. Uh, We want them to go to jail for up to 10 years. (laughs) If they lie on a form that, by the way, is filled with lies. And I'm not saying, you know, that we should not have had a lockdown or that we should not be rolling out vaccines. But, you know, I'm not criticizing the entire, well, handling of the pandemic. I don't think that the handling of it has been great. But come on, what are you going to do? A 19-year-old goes to influence her vag on a camel in Dubai she comes back and fills out a form improperly you're gonna put her you're really gonna put her in jail longer than her rapist I don't think so so it's a stupid thing to say of course it is I mean where are we as a nation it's dumb doesn't mean I'm anti this or anti that I just think I'm pretty much anti Matt Hancock even though I have sympathy for some of what he's going through so this Charles is like yeah it was a stupid thing to say I look him up He's, again, a Tory MP who seems a little bit greedy, but he has had a hand in destigmatizing mental health issues. He voted to extend gay marriage in England and Wales. You know, he does good things too. And this is me reaching out to you, just asking you, no, I mean, I was not saying that this man is 100% perfect and I want to marry him. I'm just saying give credit where credit is due and go, 
do you know what? I think he's making a lot of sense right now. If we could just judge statements and people individually based on what's happening in front of us in this moment, I think that we could make some progress. That's all I want is someone somewhere to speak some fucking sense and get us out of this situation as safely and as healthfully and with as little impact on our economy as can be. So if someone that you dislike, if they say something good, then it's all right. It's, you don't, you're not a traitor if you go, oh, well, I do agree with that. That's good. More of this, please. Less of refusing to feed hungry children. You don't have to make him your baby's godfather. You don't have to invite him over to your house. You don't have to erase the ways that he's voted shitty in the past. But if you push these people further and further and further away and you're totally unwilling to accept that they ever do anything that is probably good for us, like even the smallest thing, reward, reward. Like, have you guys never been parents? Don't be like, oh, well, Timmy finished all his vegetables today, but remember he shot behind the couch three weeks ago, so fuck him. You know, you have to be like, wow, I'm so happy that you ate all your vegetables today. Please do more of this unless... Um, defecating by the furniture, please. Lowered. Children do that. Children hold on to your smallest infractions and they will bring them up for, I don't know, decades I think I'm looking at. Violet hates noise and fire. She was like that since she was little. I don't know. I think I set something on fire in the oven one time, but it wasn't a danger. You know, the actual food in there just was a light and burned itself out or I took it out and there was smoke or something she really hated that we were in no danger and then we both dislike loud noises I mean who likes being loud so she lit something happened oh I lit a match she was probably five I lit a match and the end of the match fell onto the floor while it was lit now these are granite floors and I mean I think five is old enough to understand that a pile of dry leaves covered in gasoline can start fire. But, you know, the tip of a match on concrete or granite is not going to start fire. Whatever. So it lands on the floor and she's like, ah, she screamed. And her scream really scared me. So then I screamed and I was like, stop. I think I might have said shut up, which in our house is like, we can say anything, but we can't say shut up. But I wasn't really saying it at her. Do you know what I mean? I was saying it at the noise. And she still brings that up. She, we'll see, you know, we'll be watching World's Worst Parents, something on YouTube that she likes to watch, or a TikTok example of a family, you know, a real toxic scenario where a family's fighting. And she'll say, oh, yeah, remember the time? Remember the time you told me to shut up? I'm going to get her up here and hear her side of the story because we got to squash this now. Hello, Violet. Hi. You smell like Monster Munch. Thank you very much. You're welcome. How's homeschooling going today? Well, I miss my friends. I know. I miss restaurants and jalapeno martinis from Nobu. Me too. Well. Whoa. No. Hey, listen. Remember when I told you to shut up? Yeah. Tell me that story. So my mom was showing me how to light a candle. And (sighs) she grabs the match and she lights it. Then she drops it on the floor. And I scream like bloody murder. Just like, ah. She's like, shut up. Yeah. Then I cried and I pouted for like an hour. For an hour? For, that was seven years ago. I know. And you still bring it up. I know. So how what can we do to put this behind us and move forward? Because I'm really sorry and I haven't told you to shut up since. I know, I know, I know. 
It was an accident. Kind of. All right, I'll let you go if you please just consider forgiving me. Fine. Do you forgive me? Yes. No, you don't. I do. This is what I'm talking about with this generation. They love to be mad. They love to hold on to things, expose people. I watched the Britney documentary on Hulu. Of course I did. It's my personal responsibility. But I was disappointed with it in the same way that I'm disappointed by JonBenet Ramsey documentaries because I need resolution. I don't just want to take a walk down memory lane and reminisce about the murder of a six-year-old pageant queen. I want to know. I want to crack the case. And the Britney story is the same. I know a lot of the people in the UK are reaching out to me. How do I watch the Britney documentary? I'm sure it will be available here soon. Uh, They might be torrents of it and stuff. It's a New York Times special, uh, The Freedom of Britney, something like that. And it's about her conservatorship and the way that her mental health was managed, the way that her image was managed, the way her virginity was fetishized. The way that a woman, for lack of a better term, goes crazy when you take away all of her autonomy and you don't let her develop. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because most people who listen to this podcast, they already know what's going on with Brittany. There's no new information there. But the documentary does show old interviews, so it sort of sheds a different light on the split from Justin Timberlake and how his team got ahead of her team on that and really slut shamed her and alluded to the fact that she had been a cheating whore and he was the darling in that split. And it shows Ed McMahon, the host of Star Search, when Britney was only 10 years old, flirting with her after she sings and going, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Maybe I could be your boyfriend. And she's like, "Eh, eh, eh, it depends, which I like to take as a slam on his incontinence at that age. But I mean, you judge stuff from then, now it looks bad. And people are trying to retroactively cancel Diane Sawyer for her interview with Britney because, of course, she didn't know how to navigate asking questions about mental health. We knew nothing about mental health back then. So Britney's crying. Diane Sawyer, probably at the behest of her network, is asking questions that we find offensive today. So I don't have too much to say about the documentary. Unfortunately, it didn't contain any new information for me. Shows a lot of the paparazzi. Uh, there's a really good meme And it's like, here's womanhood in four frames. They're interviewing one of the lead paparazzos, the one who took the video from the day Brittany couldn't see her kids and had her head already shaved, was in the white shorts with the umbrella, just really losing it in the petrol station parking lot. He was there with one other photographer that day. And they say, did Brittany ever ask you to leave her alone? And he goes, no. They said, well, what about in this video where she says, leave me alone, leave me alone. And the paparazzi goes, oh, well, yeah, sometimes she'd say, leave me alone. But like she meant for the day, not leave me alone forever. Pretty much sums it up. And it's all very sad. But if you've been following Britney's career and you've been following her on Instagram and you look into her eyes, you know that she's not well. This is not a groundbreaking documentary but if you'd like to know more about it you can watch it and it's going to make you sad um there are different hearings and stuff Uh, i think it's coming to light that she would like to have more control over her own bank account her own life you know oh because she's not well enough to drive a car but she can go on a massive vegas tour and we'll treat this conservatorship like a business and try to make the most money that it can while my daughter's deeply unwell. Like, it's completely fucked, but I'm sure you already know most of it. If you don't know, then now you know. 
and let's make sure we don't do it again to another little pop princess. Why don't we start just having more pop queens? Leave the fucking teenagers out of it. Keep their school uniforms in the hallways <laughs> and their little midriffs off Rolling Stone magazine. Time now for some ads. And when we return, I'll answer emails. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Time to answer your emails. If you'd like to write me one, the address is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Catherine, am I the asshole? My boyfriend and I have been together for nearly 17 years. We're currently expecting a baby after five grueling years, which have included one major operation, numerous tests, and seven rounds of IVF. Oh my gosh. During the same period, my boyfriend had what seemed like a mini midlife crisis about the fact that he'd wasted his youth not shagging around and that he missed out and needed somehow to catch up on this lost time. I was not on board for an open relationship and one way or another we muddled through and he said he's now over that. This is not directly relevant to the question, but I offer the background as I'm aware my emotional responses are not always balanced. Maybe his aren't either. I appreciate this background knowledge because it would piss me off. I'd hold on to a lot of resentment about that. Not everyone would, but it's relevant for sure. My boyfriend has recently rediscovered a fondness for me. Well, that's nice. He's playing music on the stereo, playing lots of guitar, and wandering about the place singing. All good. However, he's also been whistling a lot. Unlike the singing and guitar, I found the whistling tuneless and utterly maddening. I've tried to ignore it but I just can't seem to. I've asked him to stop with what I intend to be good humor and emphasize that I enjoy his other musical endeavors. However, on both occasions that I tried, he became incredibly offended. He went listless and floppy. Floppy. I mean, he sounds like uh, he has meningitis, actually. I would take him to the A&E ASAP. When I asked why it had upset him so much, he said something along the lines that, well, I suppose whistling is just a part of me that you don't like and accused me of curtailing his behavior and not allowing him any leeway. So he had to be constantly on guard in case of accidentally whistling in my proximity. I tried to remind him that many years ago, possibly 15, he asked me to stop whistling around the flat, as it was really annoying, and I stopped. I ended up agreeing that I just wouldn't raise the issue again and I would make it my problem to deal with, although I did suggest that I could do this by whistling or singing whenever he whistled. So... <laughs> It's possible that I wasn't 100% adult about it. I've been mulling the following possibilities. Number one, the last few years have been tough on both of us and on the relationship, and neither one of us is 100% rational in our actions. Number two, I'm the asshole. Number three, he's the asshole. 
Unfortunately, I don't know which one is correct. I will regard any advice or opinions as gospel. Gosh, well, firstly, congratulations on a successful pregnancy. I hope you're feeling really well. I've heard from friends and people I know that IVF can be really stressful on couples, just the amount of pressure. It impacts people in varying degrees. So well done. I'm glad that he's whistling. I know you hate it, but it sounds like maybe he's happy. And that's great. And neither one of you is the asshole. That's the good news. Some more good news is that the baby's going to be born soon and then his happiness will be gone, dashed by sleepless nights and he won't whistle so much anymore. You'll have a whole new host of problems and I think this is going to seem quite small and petty by comparison because babies are, you know, this wild influx of love. But day to day, especially when you've already been together too long, if you ask me, I don't know how people stay together for like 20 years. The whistling, I don't think he'll be whistling. (laughs) Um, This makes me think of a Patrice O'Neill bit because it also sounds to me like your boyfriend doesn't want you being the boss of him in any way. It might be a little microaggression, which makes him a bit of the asshole because you didn't let him fuck other women when he wanted to. And just by being with him before he even introduced the idea of an open relationship, your presence and his love for you was somehow preventing him from sowing these imaginary oats that he apparently had. Like like these guys would have got like a host of Playboy models if they were single. I love it. But I love this comedian called Patrice O'Neill, and I think he can explain it from the grave better than I can. Patrice O'Neill is such a talented New York comic, and he passed away tragically from complications of diabetes a few years ago. And it's very timely. I was thinking about him because on February 19th, there's a Comedy Central premiere of this special called Patrice O'Neill Killing is Easy. It's a documentary to celebrate his life and legacy. And I just, I've always loved him so much. Listen to this bit about how angry he gets that he can't have the titties. Because I think this is what your boyfriend's doing. I'm not as angry at women as I used to be, man. <laughs> Two years ago, and I'm with my girl, I couldn't have those titties. Like, and I'll be mad that I, that I couldn't have them. <laughs> so I'll be mad at my bitch. Because somehow she's preventing me from having those titties right there, man. Side piece and women don't, they don't do that no more. It ain't no, there's no place. There's no, I got my girl and then there's another chick that know about my girl who I treat all right and I'm, she cool. Now that bitch snitch on you. Twitter you up and Facebook you up so you can't even know who to trust now. You can't even know who to trust now. I mean, it's part of a longer bit. Obviously can't play the whole bit for reasons of respect and copyright. But I love hearing his perspective, just that he would get mad for no, he knows he's being unreasonable, but he's like, I can't have those titties. So maybe your boyfriend has some of that going on. But the great news is currently he's happy. Yes, it's annoying. And you're pregnant. So your hormones probably are a bit all over the place. And he's supposed to be doing things to keep you calm and happy. I would just be like, can you shelve the whistling just until I've had the baby? And I'm sure the baby's going to love your whistling. And please remember what I told you. He won't have the energy to whistle when the baby does come. But just be like, I'm trying to stay really zen. Is it possible if you could not whistle? I think. I don't know. Or I kind of like your idea of whistling with him. Just you could be a whole whistling family. And then the baby's going to come out just being like, ah, shut the fuck up. I see emails like this next one and I just want to cry how 
how can you live your life in a place of self-respect and sanity and then compose an email, the title of which is, Catherine, it may be my last chance for a baby. Should I take the plunge even though he's an abuser? Have you heard of adoption? Have you heard of sperm clinics? Have you heard of all the men in the world who aren't abusers? The fact that you would want to lock yourself down, and you I'm sorry, if you have a baby with someone, unless there are extenuating circumstances, and those circumstances are not easy to solve legally, by the way, when they happen, you are connected to this person, whether you like it or not, and they are connected to you forever. No, 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 no. Let's read your email, but I'm angry. Catherine, I'm 28. My partner's 30. I have endometriosis, which I had removed several years ago. However, my surgeon has informed me that this may or will affect my fertility. He advised getting pregnant ASAP. Did he? I was single at the time, so that was a bit unhelpful. He then told me I've now got to wait till I'm 30 as my chances decrease. Oh, you're not to wait until you're 30. Okay. As your chances decrease significantly more than your average 30-year-old woman. Well, first of all, that is not entirely true with endometriosis. I know it can cause some infertility issues, but I also know plenty of women. I genuinely know hundreds of women and plenty of them have babies when they've been told they're infertile or they do have endometriosis. I know people who've had this surgery that you're talking about. And I believe that our healthcare system, though flawed, should cover egg freezing and egg collection in a situation like that because this is a medical issue but that's for another day if at all you have the funds for such things or even start a gofundme i've been dating my partner on and off for two years i loved him so much for the first year and a half haha <laughs> you always do i was obsessed with him that's a problem he was everything i wanted in a man I've now discovered through therapy and speaking with women's aid that this is in fact love bombing, Uh uh-huh, and he's absolutely nothing like the man of my dreams, just a very good actor. After a while, his emotional abuse really started taking a toll on me. I've tried to leave him several times, but we always end up back with each other. I'm now in therapy that he doesn't know about to deal with what's happening to me on a daily basis as he moved in with me during lockdown. My confidence is getting chipped away by his constant gaslighting. However, I've always felt that he could just communicate with me and we would get through anything. I've now realized he is never going to be quote-unquote normal or have a quote-unquote normal relationship. He's never cheated on me physically this time. However, I've caught him a few times messaging women he shouldn't have been, so I'm constantly worried about what he's doing, which is also affecting my confidence. My friends and family tell me I could do so much better, I should get rid of him, but we're in lockdown and I can't wait another year to find someone else. That's if I even do. Then in the first year of knowing them, tell them we have to have a baby now or never. It would just never work out. I don't have enough time and I feel like it's unrealistic. So finally, my question is, this may be my last chance to have a baby, which is wholeheartedly what I want. Should I have a baby with a man who I know is emotionally abusive? I think he would leave me and the baby pretty fast as he's not mature enough to handle one which is fine as I'd be better on my own anyway. He's 100% up for the idea of us being a family as I think he knows no women in their right mind would want a baby with him. So there's no trapping. I know he's not the right person for me, but a life without ever having a child breaks my heart. What do you think I should do? Well, he's not going to leave you. They don't leave 
when you become more vulnerable. They want you to be vulnerable. The more dependent on them that you are, the happier they are. This is his flesh and blood. This baby, whether he's helpful or not, he'll, he might dip in and out, but he'll be very controlling with the baby. You think he emotionally abuses you? Oh my God. This is genuinely the worst thing that you could do. The absolute worst idea. You, I, I'm going to forgive you for having such terrible plans because I know you're in a vulnerable position and I recognize a lot of myself in you. I would say things like that. I'd be like, well, he isn't hitting me. You know, you you grab at straws and you go, well, he, at least he isn't doing this. If I could just get him to stop messaging these women, it would be fine. And my therapist was like, What? and everything else is okay with you, you're willing to tolerate all this other behavior. Listen, you need to see another doctor. Just get a second opinion. I don't know about this one doctor. You need to take vitamin D. You need to take COQ10. Go to like a female hormone gynecologist or some someone that you can just be noisy in the NHS and get referred to and just be like exactly what's going on with my fertility. And maybe that will give you some solace. Uh, you you can't have a baby with him. That is like an open and shut case. Absolutely not. And I don't care if it's locked down. You need to get him out of your house. But you are free for now. You might not feel like it, but you are free. You are not married. You are not pregnant with this man's baby. If you want to have a baby, go out in the street. Men will have sex with you. Any man will have sex with you. I saw this program on Channel 4. They will... Like you pay them 30 pounds, they will turn up to your house, wank in your driveway, just give you the sperm because they want to help families. Anything is a better idea than this. Go collect like random cum from like dorm room. It doesn't matter. You can't have a baby with this person. I cannot stress this enough. It will be the worst mistake of your life. No, no, put the penis down. Whoa, one that's not about a man, one that's not about a man. I mean, I want to answer your relationship emails, I really do. But then I get excited when (laughs) one of you is just like, hey, and I shouldn't be excited about this email. It says, hi, Catherine. I remember in one of your podcast episodes, you mentioned that you had symptoms of trichotillomania. Could you talk more about your experience and how you got over it if you feel comfortable? I'm 20 and I've been struggling with it for at least five years. Even though psychotherapy was helpful, I still have it. So trichotillomania is when you have an anxious response um, and you pluck out your hair. So you see young people who just have unexplained bald patches. For me, I pulled out all my eyebrows and eyelashes. Sexy. When I was 16 or 17, and it was just a period of high stress, high anxiety. And I remember I would get comfort from rolling my eyelashes between my fingers I don't know if this is like triggering ASMR for people who like, oh, look, I just pulled two out. Okay, so every once in a while we do that and you take your mascara off and you pull eyelashes out. You should not do that a lot because you need your eyelashes. They keep trash out of your eyes and they're just there for good reason, obviously, because we're mammals. Um, I just did it and I would feel around for them and one would hurt a little bit. One would feel out of place and I would pull that one out and then I would feel better and it would kind of hurt, but it didn't hurt. It felt more of a relief to get it out. It felt like that one hair didn't belong there and I would sort of look at the root. You know how roots look cool. I still feel that way. 
I watch Dr. Pimple Popper videos and Tweezist videos on Instagram. I find those very soothing. I like the root of hair. What can I say? I never did it on my head. It was uh, just a brief thing. And I think it was jarring for me when people started to comment, like, what happened to you? Why don't you have any hair on your face? Why don't you have any eyelashes? Because I always had long, long, long eyelashes. Why don't you have any eyebrows? So I'm not a therapist. I can't really tell you exactly what the tricks are. But for me personally, I genuinely, like, generally got happier. I wasn't as anxious anymore. And that just came with age, really. And also, I was mindful of when I was doing it. I had to take a moment and go, take your hand off your face. Put your hands in your lap. Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your eyebrows. My parents were after me all the time not to touch, but it really had to come from me to be mindful. And I wanted to pull it out. And I had that impulse, but I was like, put your hand down. And I eventually grew out of the habit. Ooh la la. Hi, Catherine. I hope you and Violet are keeping well during these crazy times. Ha ha. Screw you, Bobby. No mention for Bobby at all. I just wanted to let you know I love your podcast. Thank you. So many people feel comfortable opening up to you. Yes, I really do appreciate that. And I miss having conversations with people. So this is a close second. As a side hustle, I do sexy webcam chats with guys. And I also sell my underwear online. It's a great earner, and I have the potential to make more money. But for me personally, I don't share my vagina on cam. And I'm a little more reserved than some girls. But no judgment to girls who are more confident, that's just my preference. My partner is fully aware of what I do, and he's even sitting next to me sometimes whilst I'm chatting away. He always said if he starts to feel uncomfortable with me doing it, then he'll tell me. But he enjoys the extra cash it brings in, and he respects my choice to do it. But my friends are not so keen. They've said they now look at me differently and believe that I have really low self-respect to be doing sex work. They say my body is mine and I shouldn't share it. The worst comment came from one friend saying she thought I was a whore, so we no longer speak. I'm now starting to notice I'm being left out of things and no one really comments on my WhatsApp. I'm worried that me doing webcam and panty sales is causing a divide between my friends and me. What should I do? Isn't it funny that your friends are like, your body is yours. And so I'm going to tell you now what you should and shouldn't be doing with it. Oh no, it doesn't say how old you are. You might just need to get updated friends. I'm kind of jealous. There was no opportunity. Well, people would ask to buy our knickers at Hooters sometimes. But I mean, we didn't have access to the online business. I know exactly what these knicker guys are all like too. They'll be like, I want to buy your socks. Oh, you should start selling socks, by the way. Knickers are not the only route of income. You can be like, I was sweating in my bra all night. I was working out in these like sports socks. They're really um, scented. That's the word that they use. I would encourage you to expand into nylons, stockings, socks, bras even t-shirts like they'll buy anything that's been on your body as for your friends you're gonna have to get new friends I know that it's hurtful and I know it's a tough time to meet friends but you eventually grow out of each other in some instances and this sounds like one of them and it's not your job to teach people how to live in the world thank you so much for listening today and there were also a lot of wonderful emails in support of Violet because someone called her a brat last time (laughs) I don't know why I think it's funny. I just, I don't care. You can think she's a brat if you like. 
That is fine, but I really appreciate the support. And obviously, Violet doesn't listen to the podcast, even though she appears on it now and then. So she doesn't even know someone called her a brat. But if she did, she'd probably be like, oh, that person's just jealous that I give better advice than them. And I'm 11. Ha ha ha. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, if you have not seen the viral video of the lawyer who was in a hearing and he accidentally had his video chat filter set to cat, you have to watch it. I saw a little screen grabs, but I hadn't watched the actual video. It's such a cute cat and it's so funny. It's just really a nice, wholesome lockdown laugh. I hope you're having a nice Valentine's Day, whatever it is you think about the holiday, whoever you're with. Hope you have a good Galentine's Day, and I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.